Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Businesses and what they've been through over the past couple of years, and as you know, for so many of them, it meant pivot, pivot, pivot. Let's do things in a different way. Um, they had to in order to survive. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So now that we're you know two years down the road here, can we look back? What can we learn about innovation? And how businesses can uh, be innovative in the most effective ways? Is there uh, a game plan that they can follow that we've learned uh, through history here? To find out about that, we're going to chat with Grant Alexander Wilson, who is an assistant professor in the Faculty of Business Administration at the University of Regina. Grant, thank you for your time. Appreciate you joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, interesting discussion, because I'm, I'm glad we're taking a look at this. I mean, innovation... For so many businesses, I think it became a necessity, right? Especially during the pandemic. To survive, you had to innovate. You had to come up with a new way of of doing things. So did you have a chance, was it looking specifically at pandemic-related innovation or was it larger than that? Just tell us about the work that you did examining innovation in business. Yeah, great. Uh, so um, it was over those the last couple of years, yes. And I think the issue is there's so many, you know, buzzwords and practices that are thrown around either in, um, you know, in the media and, and you know, um, publications and um, from business experts. And I think that uh, there isn't a one-size-fits-all. And some of these um, tools and practices that have been discussed uh, don't really apply, but yet uh, trying to engage in those might actually put companies at disadvantages. So we looked at a number of these, I would say, best touted or highly touted practices and looked at which ones sort of across the globe um, drove, drove performance among um, private companies. Um, like you mentioned, some companies, I think, were um, forced to do this. Uh, others were sort of like, okay, let's do this. Let's try some new things. Um, is, is there sort of did you take a look at the eagerness to innovate, the willingness to innovate, the the embracing of innovation, uh, and how that affected how successful businesses were? Yeah, absolutely. And so we, um, our study was um, across eleven industries in twenty seven countries, and it was um, supported by the conference boards of the U.S., uh, Europe, and, and Asia. And we exactly looked at that. So, what was sort of the organizational context? that best supported innovative practices, and then which of those practices really uh, drove performance. And so uh, the context that's required is what we would call an innovation culture. And that's where, um, you know, your leadership team, the resources, uh, knowledge management, and all the processes of the business are focused on um, innovation and um, are committed to that innovative culture. Um. How does that look? I mean, is there a sweet spot? Do you want to, I mean, because not everything's going to work, right? You don't want exactly. to be overly yeah. innovative. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, so, you know, I think the culture is the first thing that needs to be established. That's sort of the um, our, our first recommendation in the article that um, 
in uh, the conversation, and then it's in the National Post now uh, today. But, um, you know, you first need to establish that culture, and that requires senior management to be committed to innovating. And so that requires putting up resources. You know, it's easy to talk about it, but you need to dedicate resources um, toward innovation innovation and allowing um, people within the organization the time out of their daily routine to think. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com about how they can do tasks or their jobs better in a more innovative uh, fashion. And then, and then comes all these practices that have been discussed, um, you know, like crowdsourcing or design thinking, and, and we looked at how those um, can enhance or actually put companies at disadvantages by engaging in them. Is it, um, can you sort of have a blanket statement like, well, these practices of innovation are very effective and these ones are not or exactly yeah you can yeah, we oh, okay. do um, um fa- fairly uh i mean this is in the aggregate because like i said we look at about 11 industries in 27 countries and we can say that crowdsourcing uh which is you know sometimes we have to leverage resources and and people outside of our firm so looking outside of our business to um, get things done. That's crowdsourcing. That's one that's highly effective. Uh, Open innovation is where we share innovative ideas across companies. So whether it's sharing platforms or or software across companies, sometimes it's actually better, or we found that in most cases it's better to... um, to have a bit of that open access to software and and utilizing that. the, the other main thing that we found was that um, when we measure and when we manage innovation um, systematically, that's when we really see progress from it. So sort of that old adage, what gets measured gets managed. And then prototyping would be the other one. So where if we are in the process of designing or creating a new product or service, uh, prototyping uh, lets us sort of beta test the products and, and uh, are able to make refinements before they um, Hit, hit the market and ultimately will allow us to be more competitive and successful. And then there's a couple other ones that, that we would say sort of steer away yeah, just from. Just don't do them. What, like, which ones have you tested or, or seen run through and just kind of, yeah, stay away from that? Yeah, and, and uh, one that's always talked about is this, you know, big data, big data analytics. Right. you got to collect data. you got to collect the data. And, and we don't think that that's a bad thing. But we, we do argue that most companies that collect all this data, they just can't decipher what's what from it. And so if you're not going to use it or have a process to manage all this data, your, your time may be better spent in not collecting it, actually. Okay. And uh, so basically it's just, first of all, you want to have that, that culture where innovation is something that you're engaged in, right? 
yeah, and an organizational commitment to it. So that's everybody from, you know, the CEO all the way to the lowest level employee. Everybody has to be committed to um, how we define innovation, which is a better execution of strategy or their jobs. And so if there's a better way of doing something, uh, let's, let's do it. And I think that when we open our minds up to, you know, uh, redefining what innovation is, yeah. a better execution of strategy in our tasks, then I think everybody sees where, where they can do it or, or how they can incorporate it into their role. And then just be judicious and selective about what you do in terms of innovation. Not everything's going to work for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so the data that we've sort of said is that the crowdsourcing, open innovation, um, you know, measuring and managing innovation and prototyping are, are the big ones that uh, we, we see are relevant across every industry. Excellent stuff. Grant, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you Yeah, thanks us. for having me on. You bet. Appreciate it. That is Grant Alexander Wilson, who is an assistant professor, faculty of business administration, University of Regina.